everyone, and uh, thank you for joining us. We are back with another review for you. Um, my name is Juan, here with Kevin. Hello, everybody. And we like movies. And on this edition of the podcast, we have a film that I selected. Uh, it is a 2021 film. Uh, the title of it is The Green Knight. It is directed by David Lowery. It stars Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, and Joel Egerton. Um, it was also... Um, I guess, adapted, you could say, by David Lowery. It's based off of uh, the old uh, English Arthurian uh, tale, uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, <clears throat> and let's see, the film um, was produced by A24, a company you may be familiar with, uh, among others, including Braun Studios. And it has a runtime of 130 minutes. It released on July 30th, 2021, uh, pretty much right smack dab in the middle of COVID, um, which may have affected some of its... Uh, uh, reception. Uh, the movie has a budget of 15 million and went on to make 18.9 million dollars. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 89% score uh, by from the critics and a mere 50% uh, audience score. Uh, from over a thousand reviews. Um, so it's clearly um, a film that splits its audience. Um, critics seem to have loved it. Audiences were not as enthused about it. And one thing, Kevin, that I realized <clears throat> we never really share is, uh, I mean, we have before, I think, but not not usually, is uh, where our audience, if they want to, can find this movie to stream. Not that they can't use Google themselves and find it just like we do, but uh, I, for one, uh, had a choice uh, between YouTube, which has it for free, and Tubi, which also has it for free, both with ads. I went with YouTube, but I immediately um, was uh, presented a screen which said that the film had been modified, uh, not just the screen size, but also even had been cut up a certain way. So I immediately shut that off and went over to Tubi and had a great experience. Um, a few ads, which don't bother me none. Uh, what about you, Kevin? Where did you stream it? Um, I actually saw it for free on Vudu. So, okay. V-U-D-U. Mm -hmm. um, funny experience, because the girls are never used to watching ads anymore, so they were watching it with me. They're like, what is this? I'm like, it's a commercial break, baby. Uh-huh. So it was, it was just funny. Yeah. Um, so there are... Yeah, some really good services out there with great movies. Um, Tubi is very popular for its catalog and its wide selection. Um, so 
you don't got to pay these days as long as you have a solid internet connection. Uh, I will say it's a, you can see it catching a lot of places for free, which should tell you something about the movie. <laughs> well, that tells me a lot more about your opinion <laughs> of the movie. More, uh, more of that to come. Um, again, thank you for uh, clicking play and uh, checking out this review. I understand this may be a movie that not everyone is familiar with or um, has even heard of. But um, again, thank you for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, if you like what we do, uh, drop us a comment, drop us a like, follow. Um, and if you are so inclined, go ahead and share um, with, with your audience. Um, that would be uh, really helpful and we would be uh, very appreciative of that. Um, okay. Um, remember too that you can go back and look at every movie that we reviewed as well as every rating that we have provided for those films on our website which is uh, welikemovies.wordpress.org I want to say uh, you can find all those details in the description uh, to the show but now we proceed and again since this was my pick I will share why I picked this and also um, give a, a taste of my, uh, my review of the film. <clears throat> um, I was just intrigued by this. Um, I uh, are actually our, uh, our partner in this, uh, who's been MIA, um, he was really excited about this movie when um, the trailer was released. He was, I think, very familiar with the tale and also is just a fan of um, adventure, um, both Arthurian and the big Dungeons and Dragons and all that kind of type of stuff is right up his alley. Talking about Mark, of course. What were you going to say? Oh, so yeah, fantasy adventure. Yes, there you go. So... He was super intrigued by it, which intrigued me. Um, once I saw it, I realized that I was somewhat familiar with this story, though uh, it's been a long time. We actually studied this in college, um, although I think it was one of those classes where I, I wasn't, I was kind of checked out. Um, but I do remember talking about this. Um, but and so while the film is based on that story, it does um, deviate a little bit and and definitely adds its own interpretation. Um, so anyway, and, and the trailer is really good, too. I mean, I think that we'll probably both agree that visually and 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 the way that it it kind of uh, handles some of those uh, fantasy um, characteristics, I think, are done really well, in my opinion. That comes across really, really clearly in, in the trailer. It's, uh, it's intriguing. Um, I think special effects were pretty good. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I think I was just in the mood for a story like this. Um, I... I enjoyed the movie um, while, um, while I can see and felt that it is a very challenging watch. 
Um, it's slow. It drags a little bit. It's not really action-packed or anything like that. If you're comparing, like Kevin said, fantasy adventure, you know, recently uh, Dungeons and Dragon was and Dragons, the movie was a huge hit. This is really nothing like that. Uh, this is a lot more cerebral, uh, profound, um, asks a lot of questions that linger afterward because the um, ending is very um, open-ended. Um, and so while it was a very challenging movie, um, I, I enjoyed it and I was um, pretty engaged uh, the entire time. And, and I enjoyed um, even the process afterward of kind of going back, thinking through it um, and, and determining, you know, maybe what my um, uh, take on, you know, ultimately what happened was. So <clears throat> that's kind of my two cents. What do you got, Kev? All right. So one of the earliest books I can remember reading, and I still have it, is John Steinbeck's King Ar the King the Acts of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, and I vaguely remember the Green Knight. Um, there are things I remember about it. So when I watched this, I was like, "All right, I'm not going to bring anything into it." it you said it's 130 minutes. There's times where I felt like, "Oh wow, this is 130 minutes." <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm feeling every minute. There's other times where I thought it was really good. Ultimately, I thought it was, I have no problem with what we saw visually, even some of the choices, you know, that, that we saw the director was making. I think more over it's the narrative, I think, could have been done a little bit better. I do think there were some interesting points. Um, did you stay for after the credits, by the way? Of course not. Oh, well, there was a scene after the credits, which 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 I liked because it even expanded more on, on that ending with the green knight i mean i did the the scene is on youtube and i did yeah look it up and i don't see what well, it adds well, well we'll get to it i'll tell you why why it added something to me okay so like the ending to me like salvaged the film because of some parts like again i was struggling to stay awake to watch it that's just because it would start going really slow and mm. then i was like i was like okay i gotta sit up to watch this and then next thing i know the whole the whole earth is turning upside down. I'm like, what is happening right now? But like th those parts were just, I think they looked good, but even there's no criticism. It's it just, I felt like some of those scenes took really long time, like just to develop. Uh -huh. And I felt like the narrative could have been a little more clear on, you know, why, why was the green Knight summoned? Why did his mom summon the green Knight? You know, they could have developed. I think the acting was well done. And there were just things, and again, and then what increased is after I did went and looked up looked up some stuff afterwards, looked more into the Green Knight. This again, I still think it was a little bit of missed opportunity in the narrative that I wish they would have would have just streamlined a little bit better, so it could have just been presented more like, hey, this is what we're trying to get across about who Gawain is, and you know, and him trying to mature and find who he is as a hero. Um, yeah, I think those are, uh, or that is a uh, fair critique. Um, <clears throat> this director, David Lowry, um, has done some movies that I've heard of. Uh, he did Pete's Dragon in 2016. Um, he 
uh, has done a movie that I, I was always intrigued by, but I've never seen called The Ghost Story that came out in 2018. And then the other ones I really have never heard of. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I feel like actually I would have liked to have seen um, what this what this film would have looked like um, in the in the hands of a director like Robert Eggers. Um, I think that would have been really exciting because he does action really well, although he, you know, he's not perfect at either and is still young, but, um, but yeah, I agree. I think, like, I think this could have been done a little bit more with, with the audience in mind. And, and I think with the casual viewer, and I think that the critiques that you're bringing up are probably why, uh, 50% of the people who watch this did not enjoy it. Um, I don't fault them for that. Again, it is very challenging. Um, for me, it was worth the challenge though. Um, but, um, I'd like to, for those who don't have a background into this story, I'd like to give them a little bit of background. And um, I think that since you're a little bit more familiar and 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 even did a little bit of background work, Kevin, why don't you um, share sort of the plot of the of the movie with the people? Um, well, basically, the Green Knight is a story of Gawain is Arthur's nephew. He's a, in the beginning of the story. He's a little immature. He's trying to become a knight, all this stuff. And then this green knight comes. Like again, I'm not sure if in the regular story his mom summons. I know in this one he does. Um, and he, the green knight says, "Hey, anyone who could chop off my head could have my weapon. You'll have a story to tell. But in one year time, I'll I, I get to return the favor. However, you strike me." Wait. So are you describing the the classic, the classic yeah. tale or the film? Yeah. No, the classic tale, because because this all is set up almost the same. Well, yeah, but he, yeah. in the film, he doesn't say "chop off my head." He says, well, "You know, land a blow me. on me." Yeah, well, land a blow. Uh huh. But but he chops off his head even in the story. Uh -huh. and, 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 what, well, and and also let's share that the Green Knight is not is not a, a human. Oh yeah, he's. He's like he looks like a a, a Groot. Yeah, he's, like, he's a like a tree. He's really cool looking in the movie. That was one of my favorite. I wish I I would have liked to even more of the Green Knight. Yeah, like you know he was he was awesome. He was really well done, and the story's supposed to like as it unravels what it is. It's the year that now he knows that after he chopped off his head, he has to go see him. But he kind of doesn't want to do it and. He's he's growing in this next year, from this immature you know kid to, all right he's he's becoming more chivalrous he's learning how to have honor he's doing all this stuff, and there's there's a couple other things that happen in there, that he's trying to weasel his way out of it but he he finds out he has to go, and instead of a sash he has like a girdle and it's all about when he, when he uh, meets up with the, the Green Knight, um being honest with him and saying hey I have this I have this. And in the story of the Green Knight, it's about him being, being basically quote unquote man enough, and you know having honor enough to say, "Hey, I'm going to face my my destiny." But he kind of cheats, and he has this immortal girdle that like won't let him get hacked, and so he only gets nicked. But then he confesses to the Green Knight, and the Green Knight like it's all about like well, there's no sin. It's not a sin to want to live. At least in the Steinbeck one, that's what he says. 
Um, and it's all about, you know, being honest with yourself and confessing the sins and trying to become a better person, which you see Gawain growing through. Because there's also a chance where he has a chance to um, sleep with this, this wife of this lord that he's, that he's at. But she, they just kiss, and then he returns the kiss. That happens, everything. But he doesn't sleep with, um, with her. And you just see he he's starting to deny certain things to himself and grow up and become not just this childish person, but become this more mature knight. He he basically grows up, and you see that through the story in the whole year that he's making his way up to see the Green Knight. Uh-huh. And I feel that's what, uh, even though I was just explaining the story. I do feel that's what was sort of missed, where we didn't really see him evolving throughout the year. It was just, hey, it's a year later, now he has to go. And we see some stuff of, of him growing, but not as much. <clears throat> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, not as much at all until until that final scene where it all kind of comes together. Um, but, yeah, unlike the john steinbeck version or even the original which is author unknown um in this in the film he's not a knight right he wants to become a knight um and so that's kind of one of one of his driving motivators right is that he um i think it's actually an interesting thing as i was thinking through this um I think it, it for some reason in my mind I I found an unusual parallel uh, or at least a comparison with a knight's tale which mm-hmm. is uh you know a film that we both you know watched a long time ago and have watched many times since then and really really enjoy I mean the two films are very different in in every way but I think at the heart of it, um, both of the protagonists in A Knight's Tale, I don't remember his name, but he's played by Heath Ledger. Um, William. Bo- yeah, William. That's right. William Thatcher. Um, both have the same sort of internal conflict or even a quest of kind of changing. You know, you're in, I just remember that line in uh, A Knight's Tale of, changing your stars right and i saw at least the way it was it was shaped in the movie uh the green knight i felt like that that's what he wanted to achieve you know where he wasn't a knight he was kind of born into royalty but really without he was just a um kind of like a freeloader you know and that's that's the way that he was living he's um sleeping with a prostitute um you know getting drunk coming home you know in the morning after being out all night um you know just kind of carefree you know and something that i really liked you know because this is this picture of this guy's character or lack of character definitely lack of all of the traits of you know what makes a knight is hinted at right from the beginning and i don't know if you if you caught this but it opens with like this shot of um an exterior where there's like some geese and just like some farm animals and as it zooms out the camera goes through a window 
which is where he was sleeping, um, you know, drunk at this prostitute's house. But then in the background, there's this um, building that's like up in flames. And um, it, it kind of caught my attention. And then I think, I'm not sure if in the moment, I think a little bit later, as I was again, going back and like putting all the pieces together, I realized right away they're showing us, you know, and really what I think is one of the points of the movie is like that, you know, although he wants to be a knight, he is immature, you know, and he doesn't quite have it in him because I think, you know, he doesn't run. He, he shows no concern for whatever's happening, right? He doesn't, definitely doesn't go to rescue, you know, or to attempt to rescue or to um, uh, address, you know, what's happening in that building at all, right? He goes off to do his own thing. So I felt like that was a real kind of subtle way of um, I don't know, what I felt was ultimately you know, his, his major conflict, which is that, again, he wanted, I think he wanted everything that came along with being a knight, right? And uh, he even shares it at one point, is that he wanted honor, right? And, and, and even though he, he had some level of wealth, because I think he even, he even, um, at one point, when the, prostitute was was telling him that like she wanted to marry him he was like um i can give you i can make you rich you know without marrying me basically and she was like i don't want gold coins i, I want you um so he clearly you know has money but um but it but you know was it, that wasn't enough for him you know he wanted to be respected he wanted to be admired he wanted to be honored you know to to be seated at that table with, um, with those knights, you know, serving Arthur. Um, but, but yet, you know, he lacked all the characteristics, you know, that make a knight. And then perhaps he taps into something by the end of the movie, which was really interesting. I really liked that final montage looking into this potential future as he's determining, right? As he's determining if he's actually, now that he's there in front of the green knight, who's wielding the ax, ready to bring it down on his head, you know, as he's cowering and still in that moment, you know, deliberating if he's going to go through with it or not. You know, he gets this glimpse into the future, which ultimately impacts what he ends up doing. But um, I do, I do. You mentioned, you know, the movie not, not um, disclosing. You know why? It was very vague. You know, his his mom was into some, you know, type of witchcraft, and seemed to have had a hand in somehow summoning the green knight um, on Christmas Eve, which is when he showed up. And, um, and we don't know why, you know, um, we're, we're left to speculate, which ultimately I'm not mad at it, but, but throughout the viewing of the movie, it did, it did bother me. And I did want to know in retrospect, oh. I think it's good to have to, again, as an audience to have to it's like a choose your own adventure, you know, you, you have a say in, in what those motives were, what she was trying to accomplish. And for many of the other characters, but, 
but yeah, it was a little frustrating, and I'm sure other people are frust- I, were frustrated by that. I think the frustrating part about it, because me, I thought maybe she wanted like to motivate her son to become something of his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he if he took the chop, yeah. he has this year and all this stuff, but there was no guarantee it was going to be her son. You know what I right. mean? Because right. he didn't. It's not like he come out and said, "Hey, you know, I challenge you." You know what I mean? To take a swipe. It could have been anyone of those knights who took up. And that's why that makes the motivation less clear if that's what she wanted or was she just like, oh, I want to give my my brother Arthur a test, you know, for his knights or something. Yeah, and I wonder, too, like how much Arthur knew, you know. Um, There is a scene, I think, right after where um, Sir Gawain walks in and Arthur and Arthur and, and you know the his sister who's Gowan's mom are are having a discussion you know you assume it's about what's going to happen right but it, it could have been something that he had a hand in because I think that's a good point um, but I again I, I go back to when uh, the Green Knight comes and um, lays out his challenge no other knight jumps at it right they're all older they're all more mature they're all more experienced and carry a lot of wisdom and when sir when gawain volunteers to do it one of the things that arthur asks him is like are you sure you understand like what he's asking you know so there may have it i guess what i'm building up to is is again and it's not explicit it's not shared but I guess it's open to the possibility that that knowing knowing uh, Gowan and knowing his character, right, and knowing his strong desire, um, and it's it's interesting. Again, it's a really interesting character, a really interesting um, acting uh, performance by Dev Patel, you know, with with nuance and. Um, delicacy and and sensitivity to you know the character that you know when he when arthur invites him to come and sit next to him and he's explaining to him why he wants him to sit next to him you know he has this real sort of reverence you know for arthur and for what that means and and he understands that like he's not worthy even though arthur's like yeah you're worthy because you're my family that's why i want you here but um so yeah it's just this young man right that is is just confused doesn't seem like he has a real father figure even arthur acknowledges that he's like i should have i should have put you had you up on my knee you know and with that you know with that lack of father figure and this is me going way deep into it but (laughs) comes this uh lack of identity you know in who you are right so yeah it's this confusion between again this this reverence and this understanding of what that is but again um at the same time being young and and kind of wanting it for the wrong reasons um and and then you know you go on to see that throughout his whole sort of journey or or pilgrimage to um uh, on his way to the green chapel uh to meet the green knight but uh but yeah yeah, because I, I did my I think my first note was like what really got me was a, an uncle's regret and love. Uh-huh. Because, you know, when I became an uncle before I even had kids, like it was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. You know what I mean? Like I love my nephew all three of my nephews like to death. And 
just to be able to pour into their lives and have that. Like I did feel, I'm like, wow, like what if I, what if I hadn't been that? What if I, and I've had uncles that poured into my life and that really, that really did. I, I thought that was a really good point. Uh -huh. Um, and I did like one thing that when, um, the prostitute that he was talking when he's like, Oh, I have to go. Um, cause he, he was looking for greatness and she says, why, why greatness? Why isn't good enough? Yeah. You know what I mean? And for some reason, it just really, like, cause that's before the journey even starts. I was like, wow, that's really, really profound. Like, why isn't this, what you have good enough? Why do you have to get greatness? Yeah. It, it's, it's because you want it for yourself. It's for your glory, not for, Hey, I want to do these things cause it's good for humanity. Like you want it. And mm -hmm. I think the journey that he lays out, I think starts showing that even with the ending, when you say where he sees his whole life, uh -huh. he's like, oh, there's all that. I could, I could run right now and have all that. But that's, you know, I could have all this I want, like honor. I could become king, have children, get married, blah, blah. But then I, I would have to run from this thing that I, ha you know, he, he won't have honor because he ran from his destiny and what he, he said gave his word that he would do. Well, yeah, and even though, I mean, he was able to attain, again, in that look ahead to the to this potential future, he was able to obtain, um, I mean, he, in that, in that vision, he becomes king, mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it was a path, you know, and a destiny wrought with destruction. Yeah. Um, I, I, at first, when I first watched it, I felt like, um, and, and I think there's still, it's still valid. And I think there's still, yeah, some, definitely some, some truth to it, but I felt like, um, again, it was about what it is to be a knight, but specifically that moment with the challenge, I felt like it was about mercy, um, because again, the, the challenge was specifically, you know, like who, who is willing to come and land a blow on me. And I think he even describes it, you know, like he says, you can lop off my head or it can be a scratch or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, which, which even emphasizes even more that Gowan didn't have a clue, you know, or understanding about what this really was about. Um, again in, in his greed of of maybe thinking oh this is this is what's gonna what's gonna earn me the respect of of all of these men um and and might even be the thing that grants me knighthood you know he goes all the way and just chops off chops off the green knight's head um which is then of course the expectation is that that same blow is what's going to be returned so i was kind of thinking like oh it was he, you know, he failed the test because he wasn't merciful. And again, I think there's some truth to that, but I think it's, um, there's even more to it. Now, like what I was thinking going towards the end and with the blow and everything, I did think I'm like, wow, you could just scratch him and then you'll get scratched. But then it was like, what'd you do? But I think it builds up to at the end, like, do you have integrity? Do you have character? Because he kind of lacked it with the, with the lady, you know, wife because you know whatever she was doing and uh, all that happened he could have stopped it he didn't and he was trying to run away from it and he still hadn't got to that part where i could be a person of honor be have integrity i'll tell you look this is what happened i'm sorry you know 
he was trying to run away from the Lord. The mm-hmm. Lord's like, listen, I know what happened, man. Yeah. Um, but it comes down to the end where, and this is where why I like the app post credits, and this is why I love the ending. The ending really salvages a lot of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. He saw he saw that whole future, blah 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 possibility, and it was you listen. Whether I die now or I die later, death is going to come, pain is going to come, struggle is going to come. And he saw that. He's like, you know what? It won't be totally happy. It won't be totally sad. But right now, I could be a person of honor. And I think he passes the test because when he kneels and he's like, you know what? Here, take, let me take this sash off. That, that would protect me. He goes, now I'm here. I've accepted what I've done. I've accepted who I am. He's being honest with himself. And he's like, this is this is where this is the end of my time, and even when he says off with his head, I don't think that he dies. I think what the after credits reveals is he goes on to live, and he lives that life that he saw. You know what I mean? But he lived it while gaining honor through being able to say, "Hey, I'm here. I didn't die." And now it wasn't. It may have not been as sad as what it was because he didn't run away. He wasn't a coward, or he didn't lack honor. He kept his word. But he still was able to live that life because there's more ways to get to that life. You don't just have to say, hey, I'm going to break my word. You could keep your word and still go on. And again, I may be um, ju- um, superimposing the fact that in the story he doesn't die in the original uh-huh. story. Uh-huh. Um, he is forgiven. And I do think that's where when I saw the ending and I started reading, I was like, okay, th- this is what I think it meant. And that's why they showed the girl at the end picking up the crown. Because it really does happen. He does go on to live his life, grow old, and do all this stuff. So, the girl is his daughter? Yes. From his second marriage, I believe. I think he had a son in the first one, and then she died, and then he had the other kid. If I remember that, because it was all going by really fast. Yeah, but I mean, that if what you're saying is true, then it would have been a different future. It wouldn't have been the one that we saw. Well, no, because he still would have left there. Yeah. Because before, he, he ran and fled. This time, let's say he was allowed to live and he just went back. He mm-hmm. would have still, like, because I think he married he married one of them. And then she died. And then he married another one. You know what I mean? Like, I think all of that still would have unfolded the way it would have unfolded. You just, he, 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 the only difference is if you did it with honor or if you ran away from the test that, you, that was before you. Mm-hmm. Because once you leave that Green Knight's castle, your future is in front of you. Yeah. Well, if I if I remember correctly, which I may not, like, doesn't every knight have to, you know, like pass a test at some point? Yeah. There's always like going to get like the what is it the um, the cup that Indiana Jones the last um, the Holy Grail the, uh, and all that stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and that's where they write your stories about in your songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I... Um, well, that was going to be one of my questions, you know, later on oh. based off one of the commentaries that I found, but about, yeah, what... Because there are different interpretations for the ending basically one with him dying and one with him living mm-hmm. um so it sounds like you're more on the side of he lived he was spared 
which is, I mean, there's good proof if that's what the original story was. Yeah, because I think it's more of like, not necessarily a, a redemptive story that it's building to, but just that, you know, he grew up and, and we know these people in our lives who, who can't confront who they are. And I think at that point is when he did confront all the stuff that he had done leading up to this. And and he basically grew up at that moment. He was like, no. And being able to confront this and actually grow, I think that's the point of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if I were to argue, you know, the other the other side, and I think this is kind of where I was landing at one point, although I I I've changed my mind since then. And I also do think that it's more likely that he was spared at the end because he did demonstrate to learn his lesson. But I think if we wanted to argue the other point, it would be that he, um, there are a lot of things, again, the fact that he failed every test along the way, again, going back to a knight's tale and that idea of, you know, and even that comparison, right? Where in a knight's tale, he does successfully change his stars because while he was not born into knighthood, um, he was born into poverty and far from knighthood, he had all the characteristics, right? And he had the heart of a knight, right? And so he was able to, things lined up and he was able to, you know, make that happen through his determination and his honor and his courage and all those things. So he was able to accomplish that. I think it's interesting to look at this one as the opposite, right? Where he he was to a degree, did have at least some of those exterior, like he was born into nobility to a degree. Um, and yet internally he was, you know, uh, was devoid of all those char characteristics. And the, the story went on to demonstrate how he failed time and time again. And I thought that the ending was him seeing that future of saying, all right, if I continue to pursue this thing that I'm not, but I'm trying to will it, I'm trying to force it, you know, it's greed and, and the like, then it's really, although I may personally be able to obtain some of those things that I want, it's not going to have the effect of the result. It's going to lead to destruction for those around me, for myself. And so I felt like you can argue that at the end, he just came to terms and accepted, well, I am what I am, you know, and I'm not what I'm not. So just kill me, you know, um, and, and just kind of accepting that. Um, I think that that's one way, again, that you could look at it. Um, it's... it's I even think in, in your in your what you're saying is valid. You know, like I said, that's why I like the open endedness of it. Yeah. But I like even in the fact of him accepting I am what I am and I I'm not what I'm not was him becoming no longer what he was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because even in just accepting that, listen, this is what I am. I'm I've effed up, man. I'm like I'm not who I want to be. I'm not this guy who's going to be a great knight. Blah 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 just admitting that to yourself is such growth that it made him no longer the same person that he was along this whole journey. Yeah. And I think one is just a, a, you know, an optimistic 
angle while one is more pessimistic because I think uh, I think just coming to terms with the with reality is growth you know like just acceptance right so I think there could still be growth in that while while also because even what I what I was laying out you know would have been different had he just passed that initial test of um, being merciful, right? But because he didn't, and then throughout, I think again, it's 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 a lot more. It's it's dark and more pessimistic, right? And ultimately, I I don't agree with it, but I think it's in a way of just of just having an acceptance, right? Of not of not lying to yourself, right? And right. just saying, well, you know, I failed. I I I wasn't that, and and I don't have a choice. Right. If I if I if I come to terms with that, the only result is death. Right. And is accepting the outcome. Right. Because even if he says, well, I accept that, but but I don't accept my fate. It still, I think, uh, leads him into that that um, uh, misfortunate situation. future that ruined yeah yeah so i think it's it's both i mean i think yeah it's at least if not growth at least acceptance right and 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 i think in a way right that there is honor and chivalry in that right because by accepting his doomed fate he's not putting everyone else through what the potential future could be so I think in a way, right, um, we arrive at a similar place. It's just one is a, is a much more hopeful and optimistic view. Yeah. The other one is darker and, and not necessarily pessimistic, just darker, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think for me, the deciding factors are the way that the Green Knight addresses him at the end, Right, you can see in his in his demeanor and in his face, in his in his smirk and in his eyes, even sort of like um, an agreement and and kind of like um, a, pro- a a sense of pride, right? Like like you you passed the test, you grew, you've demonstrated, you know, that growth, and um, uh, and then yeah, I think I think the uh, I just don't see them deviating you know from the original story yeah and i will say because even when you were saying pessimist like darker and lighter i'm like we were saying that i was like yeah i guess because everything i see we see and we see through our own personal worldview of everything Mm -hmm. and of course my faith just always tries to put like a better you know oh what lesson did he grow and grow from it so i think that's why when i look back at it I'm like, okay, so it was a, it was a, not redemptive, but you know, he achieved like this integrity that he found and through that everything continues, but is different because he's different in it. He's not, he wouldn't be so, because I guess in the future he saw, he was always like sad and depressed, like, yeah, because he knows what he did. So I think the future will still happen with him no longer being like, oh man, I know what I am. You know, I ran from this. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it is optimistic. Uh, and I mean, I think that, uh, that he, what did you say? Um, or I think that he did grow. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's not, and I also think that it, 
again, it also is confirmed by the fact that in the, in those myths, you know, again, if I remember correctly, knights always have to pass a test, right? Yeah. So it may not even be in, in the long scheme of things, it may not be that, you know, this, this, this may have always happened the way exactly that it needed to happen, right? It wasn't just circumstance, you know, it, it, this, this, he may have, and again, in this, in the, also, yeah, in the original, he is a knight. So again, you could argue that that was always his fate was to arrive at that place, but we just got to witness his entire journey and his entire transformation from being someone who's selfish and definitely unworthy of a high calling to eventually arriving at being worthy of a high calling, which always comes, you know, through humility, um, which again, I think is really cool. Sorry, hello, guess. Yeah, no, like I said, it's, and neither one can be arguing that, no, that's wrong. Like, that's just, you know, whichever one we see. And again, I think that's why the ending redeems this movie a lot for me. Because even when I start going back and looking at it, I think if I get deeper into it, it would make more sense. Like, like when he was robbed, right? Then all of a sudden yeah. his stuff all appears back in the house. You know what I mean? We can get deeper into that. Like, was that really happening? Was it more metaphorical for a person on his journey losing stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and getting it back and, you know, helping this lady find her head. So, like mm -hmm. I said, there was some parts that were just, like, I guess a little weird because they weren't being explained or told mm -hmm. in a better narrative way. That's why it's not a knock on the film itself. It's just ultimately the end re redeems it a lot for me because I think it's it's more concise, even with its own, if that makes sense, even with its own open-endedness, uh -huh. it felt like a stronger narrative point at the end, as uh -huh. opposed to the journey to get to that end. Yeah, and I wonder, too, if, you know, if this is just, if, if, uh, well, several things, right? Again, is... Because I, as I think about that too, right, and I think, man, it was just challenging to endure and to get through because of the pacing, because of the things were not told. And yet, as I, as we, you know, talk about it and dig into it more and I look back on it, it just feels so rich, you know, with yeah. meaning, right? Yeah. Um, that I, that one, I wonder if, um, you know, part of it is just, again, what we've, what we've come, what our expectations, you know, for cinema has become our short attention span. If we just kind of need these dopamine hits of, of act, you know, of, of visuals and action and, and a certain pacing and, and, and adrenaline and, and that sort of thing. Um, whereas, you know, maybe this harkens back to, um, you know, even, even before cinema, you know, more of, of literature, right. Um, and not having these expectations, but more of this story that's told that where, again, it's not even 
meaning and themes and things like that are not even as clearly defined, you know, but in, in sort of then excavating, um, you, you uncover. Um, so yeah, I do wonder what's at play. Um, and so I think that in a way I, I wouldn't want to change anything. Um, I, I just think that not to sound, you know, snobby, but it does require us to push through our, again, short attention span and our expectations to sit through and endure. And I think if you do, then you are able to come away, you know, with, uh, with something that was really profound. So, and the only like, again, and I think that's all valid. The only one knock I would say is like, it was, it's hard because now that even that we're talking about it, I am seeing as like, well, maybe like even his whole journey is just the journey of life for a man. Like when yeah. he met Barry Keown's Koenig's yeah. character, Keown. maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's when you're a young man and you meet friends and he's like, hey, go to this river. Okay, yeah. I'll go with y'all. And then that's when you, yeah. you, you lost everything that you had because you're just listening to your friends and then, you know, cause you think they know better. And then, you know, you meet this woman and, you know, you help her and you move on and all these things are like that a man goes through his life and, and we can get deeper on that. It's just, unfortunately, when I was watching the story, if we, if I watched this movie and we didn't have this podcast, I would like, I struggled to just be, to keep my interest in it. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, like it happened and I was really invested in the scavenger and all them, the robbery. All of a sudden I'm like, that's resolved by him making to this house and waking up and all his stuff is back. Yeah. I mean, so like, so I struggled like while watching it to remain interested because so much was like things were being introduced and then just let go. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there is something to that, you know, that sometimes when we endure that struggle, you know, the, the benefits are great, you know? So I just think it's, it's, it's in, it's in a different category, you know, that I think that if anything, that would be my bone to pick, right? That if you watch the trailer and again, I think because to draw audiences in this has to be marketed and it has to be pitched a certain way. And when you get there, it's not that at all. It's kind of like, I remember when drive came out and a lot of people hated drive, you know, I love drive. Um, it's one of my favorite movies or other examples like that. I would say the bridge to Terabithia Mm -hmm. is a great book. Great movie. That trailer made it seem like it was the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. And that's not what you were getting when you saw this movie. Yeah. And there's other examples. So I think ultimately it is a little bit of a catch 22. Right. Because I think in order to appeal, right. And to get people interested and intrigued in it, you know, you have to sell it or they, or at least that's what they chose to do. Right. I mean, you can't, how else are you going to market it? Are you going to, you can't say like, it's going to be challenging. You're probably going to be <laughs> bored, but if you, you know, stick with it, it it's going to be really profound, you know? And, you, you can't. So I don't blame them for that. But I think that's ultimately where the disconnect is. You know, we one of the movies you brought up in one of our five on fives, I think, was Gods and Generals, yeah. you know. And so I think this is in one of those categories, right, where it's just different. 
Um, I don't even know that it helps. If you know that going into it, you just kind of have to, uh, even, even after watching it, I think you just go back and appreciate it. Again, it was challenging, but I, I still think there was enough. Again, there were times where, it, where even I felt the drag, but, but mostly, again, I was, I was pretty engaged and wanting to see what comes next and also um, the anticipation, you know, of, of ultimately when we reach uh, that green chapel for that final confrontation. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I can see why it's like it got 50%, like we said. And there is something. I'm not knocking it, you know. We should know what we're getting when we're when we see a twenty four, you know. Mm, what I mean, it's go, it's going to be something different. Yeah. And I was even looking, just looking at the movie poster, the the red and yellow one that says Green Knight with his axe. Mm-hmm. I was like, to me, even that that's a little misleading mm-hmm. because it makes it look like it's you know this guy's going on this slasher thing. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not knocking it. I'm just I understand why people didn't because it is it's not a movie for everyone. Uh-huh. Again, it's not a movie that I would recommend to everybody because I don't think there's people who would like this movie at all. Yeah. But, like I said, I, they shouldn't be ashamed of what they put on. It's not like, ooh, it's horrible. It's just, I would have to implore whoever I told. I'm like, hey, let's have a conversation about it afterwards. Let's talk about what you thought about these things. Yeah. And, yeah, because if, if, if I... And again, maybe I'm looking down at people, but if I tell someone to watch it, and they watch it on their own, and afterwards, to me, I'm going to think they're re- they'll be like, I'm never going to take a recommendation again from him, because I don't think like they'll go deep into it because they just want to watch a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're describing more or less a very casual moviegoer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which most of the people I know are very casual moviegoers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's <laughs> there's really no way to avoid. A discussion of you know high art yeah you know it's not it's not um microwave you know it's not easily easily digestible you know mm-hmm. and, and that's not what this is um and again i'm not knocking you know again the stuff that's more for the casual viewer and you know it, it all it's all good in its own right and again if you have a more refined palate that you're able to stomach you know different things then i think you're you're the more better for it and i think that's for art every every art form you know i don't really get paintings you know some of them (laughs) you know not like other people do i can admire cool stuff you know banksy and other other things it's it's just it it's just just looks cool but like other stuff that like you're supposed to stare at you know for like 45 minutes like a lot of that stuff i don't get you know but more vision you know cinema music and some of those things that's more up my alley you know like i do think i i am as a person who loves movies i think i'm I am enriched by watching this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't hate it by any means. I do think people who who truly want to love cinema, you know what I mean? As opposed to just, like, there's people who just want to be casual, but people who really want to love, 
I think they would be enriched, even if they end up not liking the movie, just experiencing a movie that's different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something that's not the same way as everything. Again, I just, if I was, as a moviegoer, if I had one, the quibble would be a slightly tighter narrative to just keep it moving a little bit better. But other than that, yeah, I do feel like I I am a better moviegoer for watching it now. Mm-hmm. Even if yeah. the parts I didn't like, I could just be like, oh, this reminds me of that, and I didn't like that. Yeah, uh, but also... You know, it, it would be unfair not to credit, you know, the visuals, yeah. um, the world building, um, the the acting performances. The you know, I thought Dev Patel was great. I thought it was an interesting choice, you know, because he's not a white dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but he looked really th- rugged in this with the beard did. and everything. No, I, think, I, I do think he still – he fit the character really well, though, mm. um, which, again, I mean – Diversity is great, I think, when it's not forced, you know, just to cool. meet some criteria. Um, I thought, yeah, Alicia v- Vikander was great. Joel she Egerton played, was great. Barry she played Keoghan, two different she roles. She played two different roles very differently. Very and they cool. Didn't, they, they didn't even look alike. I had them like, oh, who's this playing the lady? I'm like, hey, it's the same girl. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it, uh, outside of what we've been discussing this whole time, there were still other r- really excellent um, elements to it. So want to mm. credit those. Um, before we move on to our reviews, um, I do have some fun facts to share with you, Kevin. All right. We didn't have any deep questions, just fun facts. Okay. We're done we answered. We, we pretty much answered the deep questions. All right, no problem. So that means it's time. Fact number one. Director David Lowery initially had no intention of casting Dev Patel. Uh, because the part of Gowan is usually assigned to a white Anglo-Saxon. But when he caught him modeling in a Zegna fashion spread, he was struck by how regal he looked. Oh, wow. Fact number two. In the film, I think Dev Patel is also an underrated actor. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, he's low-key. Like, the the, uh, ever since... Slumdog, Slumdog. Mm-hmm. the the movies he picks, he hasn't just run out and done everything that's offered. Like he's done some really good roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, fact number two in the film, the Green Knight arrives on Christmas Day. In the original poem, he arrives on New Year's Eve. Oh, here we go, Kevin. These are these, number three. These are the facts that I like. Really gonna feed your brain here. The five traditional knightly virtues are friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy, and piety. Throughout the movie, Gawain, when tested, fails at all five. Friendship, after he befriends the fox, he ends up threatening it and chasing it away when the animal warns him about his danger. That was another cool scene I liked. Generosity. He gives a single coin to the scavenger and only after the latter explicitly begs for it. 
Chastity, he is seduced by the lady. Courtesy, he initially asks for a reward from the ghost of St. Winifred for helping her. Piety, he does not want to attend the Christmas Mass at the beginning. This shows he is not ready to be a knight yet until his final choice at the Green Chapel. Okay, I like that one. That was, that was really good. I knew you would. Fact number four, one of Gawain's first lines in the movie when he is at the brothel with Essel is, I am not ready. His final line in the film facing the Green Knight at the chapel is, now I'm ready. Oh, nice. I, see, I didn't, I didn't catch that bookend. And the, the final uh, fact, another one that I think you're going to enjoy the ending was left deliberately ambiguous for artistic purposes. Director David Lowry has stated that even he and lead actor Dev Patel have different interpretations about what happened. After Gowan has a vision of the disastrous future which awaits him and Camelot, if he acts dishonorably, he chooses to stay, removes the magic sash, and tells the Green Knight he is ready for his blow. The knight congratulates him for his courage and says, Now, dot, 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 off with your head. Then the movie cuts to the end credits. This could be interpreted literally as the knight beheading Gawain, who has chosen death over dishonor. However, the quote could also be understood as, Now, off, parentheses, you go with your head with Gowan being spared after his test of character. The knight mischievously running his finger over Gowan's throat could be seen as the blow he has chosen to return as the conclusion of the game. For the record in the original poem, Gowan survives the encounter. Dun, dun, dun. Very good. I like those. Those were really good. Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, so yeah, those were fun facts. Hope you enjoyed them as much as I enjoyed learning them and then sharing them with you. Uh, and now to our ratings. Uh, I'm going to come up with words to that. I think I got right something. Right on the radio. Oh. Sorry. Here come the ratings now. Here comes the ratings now. It is the ratings time. Okay. Little um, Jerry's. The Little Jerry's, yeah. For those of you listening for the first time, we do a Little Jerry's uh, rating scale from one to five. One being absolutely terrible to five being a smashing success. Uh, so for the Green Knight, uh, for me, uh, if you go back and listen to this and everything that we discussed, I think it only made me enjoy it more and more while still coming to terms with uh, the fact that it is a very challenging film, uh, especially, uh, mostly for its pacing and the way that the narrative unfolds um although it has a great reward at the end again challenging does not mean bad it's not for everyone but if you can endure and then undergo the process of again excavating um 
ideally, if you have someone uh, to discuss it with, I think, again, as Kevin said, it can be very, very enriching, much more than, you know, some of the latest Marvel offerings, for example, <laughs> if that's up your alley. So for me, it's worth it. I liked it. I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5. All right. Good, good, good. Um, also, if you don't have anyone to discuss it, write us. We'll discuss it with you. Yeah. but um, uh, I don't know if I'll discuss it with you, but I'll read your thoughts. I'll write you back. But this is what I can tell you. Um, it's not a movie for everybody. If Even if you watch it and you don't like it, it will enrich you as a moviegoer because you'll say, hey, I know what I like now. I know what I don't like. There's things that you can sit down and you can take with you and ponder, and it doesn't spoon food you, spoon feed you everything. Um, the pacing is a little sluggish, so I don't think I would. I even while we were talking, I was like, "Who would I recommend this to?" Because I was speaking even to a lady today, and I was like, "Oh, there's this movie." I'm like, "I don't know if I would watch that. Watch this movie instead." Because I don't think she would have enjoyed it. So because I wouldn't, and this is taking away from it, even if I like certain things of it, because I wouldn't recommend it as much, it's still above average. I want to give it as good a score as you did. I would. I landed around a 3.75 because it's better than 3.5, not as good as a 4. So I gave it a 3.75. Okay. Fair. And, and mostly it's just because I don't, there's not a lot of people I would recommend it to because I don't think they would really appreciate what they saw. Mm -hmm. And then your opinion in their eyes would be tainted and they would yeah, think twice yeah. before taking <laughs> your next recommendation. Like I was joking. I don't care what people think about me or my opinion, but like, I just don't, I don't want to waste their time. They just wouldn't. Like if I, if I recommend it, I'll, I'll call him out. My brother, I don't think he would like, he'd be like, Oh, it was some cool stuff, but, he wouldn't like it. His wife wouldn't like it. Yeah. So I would, I would tell them like, "Hey, check out Minehorn. You'll love it. It's funny." Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So it's I think, true. Yeah, that's the only thing that affected the rating in my eyes. While I did like it, I had my quibbles about it. Oh, before we end though, I forgot by uh, two notes I wanted to point out. One, my MVP though was was those puppets. Telling the story oh, yeah. of the beheading. Yeah, that was cool. The girls were in there when they chopped off and the little red came out. I was like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And that Guinevere was like the creepiest looking Guinevere I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the old lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, she looks... Like, I didn't want to judge her. Like, she just looked creepy. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, it threw me off, too, at first. Again, I don't remember it well. But I thought that Arthur in the original story or just in the legend I thought that Gowan and uh, Arthur were closer in age because like, in this one I mean Gowan's like in his 20s and Arthur is like near death um, I don't think they were peers but I thought they were closer I thought that gap was a lot smaller well, well I know they were peers in the fact that he was a knight of the round table right but I, I don't, I didn't feel, yeah, because this one, Arthur looked like he was ailing even when he 
was getting yeah. ready to send him on the journey and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he was healthier than that at that point. Yeah, I think so. You know I mean, and I think the thing that threw me off about Guinevere is because you know, it's the one who King Arthur's best friend betrays him for mm-hmm. having an affair and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know who would have an affair with that queen. <laughs> And, and again, she she's probably really she's probably pretty good looking. It's the movie makeup and the way they wanted her to appear. Oh that no, that lady's old. Oh, I didn't know that. She's um uh, I don't know their, their their names, but the actor that oh. plays the Green Knight and and her Kate are, Dickey is her. They play each other, they play husband and wife and and the witch. Which is directed by Robert Eggers. It oh. all comes full circle. Ralph Ennison played uh, the knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great voice on that guy. Oh, he was he was phenomenal. Legendary voice. And and, and there was another thing I just remember too. Now that you mentioned the voice, like he, it was a little the way he said the last line. Now off with your head, like he said it more cheekily than anything the re- the green yeah. knight had said before that. Yeah, it was like that tonal shift. Oh, dude, the. You just reminded me another cool fact. Let me see if I can find it to read it um, because I will butcher it. But um, it's not con- it's it's not confirmed. It's it's like a okay. In mo it says in most, if not all, tellings of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Eventually, the Lord, right, which is the one in that mansion. Yeah. Um, he's revealed to be the human form of the Green Knight. Oh. But here, the connection is left vague. Okay. Yeah, because he said, oh, I already know what you did. Yeah. And I do, I, I do remember in the story, like, when she kisses him, later, like, Gwen kisses um, the Lord because he promised to give him back whatever he got while he was there. Mm-hmm. So that's why he gave him back the kiss and then left. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, sounds like a good time to to close this one out. Um, but this was fun. Um, again, if you're up for a challenging viewing experience, remember that you can find The Green Knight currently on Tubi, on YouTube, um, as on Voodoo. And, and a few other sources. It's out in a few in a in a quite a few different places. If you don't mind ads, you can watch it for free. Um, we thank you for listening. Remember that we've got a few more reviews before we take a break um, to um, and fire up season three. So stick with us. Um, listen for what we have left. And, uh, yeah, again, thank you for listening. And I, I enjoyed this, Kevin. Thank you for uh, for doing it. Thank you for enlightening me on a whole different perspective of this movie. Come along and ride on a fantastic ride, ride. That's sad music. Well, it was supposed to be The More You Know. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you All go. All right. Later, haters. Later, everybody.